All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. I am Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Ezra. Uh, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther are all uh, what we call post-exilic books. Um, and so you have to understand a little bit about what the exile is. At the end of Second Chronicles and at the end of Second uh, Kings, uh, what you have is uh, an explanation of the exile that the Jewish people in Jerusalem, uh, Judea, and the whole region um, were exiled to Babylon. That the Babylonians came in and they um, conquered that the land and they took the people and they um, brought them to Babylon for a period of about seventy years. Now, um, Ezra, Nehemiah, and uh, Esther are all written uh, about the time period that follows that 70-year period. Um, so that's post-exilic. They're returning back to uh, the land of Israel. The, the people have been legally um, allowed to uh, and decreed that they could return back to their land. And so uh, these books follow chronologically uh, from uh, Chronicles. And so Ezra likely wrote First, uh, Second Chronicles Ezra and Nehemiah, although uh, that he doesn't ever ascribe um, himself as the author, uh, except for uh, at uh, about chapter 7 in Ezra, he starts to write in the first person. Uh, and so we know that he wrote that part, and um, what we infer from that is that he wrote the rest of it, and that he likely wrote Nehemiah as well, because Ezra and Nehemiah uh, were originally understood to be one volume. And so um, the first uh, few chapters of Ezra, uh, they are detailing and outlining um, the return of uh, the Israelites back to uh, Jerusalem after that 70-year period of, of exile in Babylon. And uh, because of that, there are a lot of details given about what they take with them, the, the temple uh, articles, all the articles of worship, and how many you know bowls and, and things like that, and candlesticks and etc. Uh, that they're taking with them, as well as uh, fairly detailed um, genealogy of the people. And uh, Nehemiah does the same thing. He, he outlines a lot of uh, genealogies, and those are important because the uh, genealogies are absolutely vital for the Jewish people to have. Uh, two things. One is is a uh, correct worship because of the priesthood. Uh, only Levites could serve at the temple, and only descendants of Aaron could be priests. So they they needed to have a clear and um, trustworthy record of who the priests were. And so uh, Ezra goes through great pains to make sure that that people know um, that the genealogies are uh, valid for that purpose. Also, the, the other purpose is that uh, the Messiah has to come from the line of David, and so they need clear genealogical records uh, to know for sure that uh, this person, when uh, they are revealed, uh, that they can prove through the temple records that they are a descendant of David. And so um, these post-exilic books are obviously very important because after years, you know, decades of being in a foreign country, being exiles, um, they have to uh, go through all the, the hard work and, and rigor 
of making sure that their records are up to date uh, for those two reasons. Um, and so the, the first half of Ezra um, is, is a covering about a year or about an 80 year period. Um, and what it is, is um, uh, the, the rebuilding of the temple. Um, and so what happens in that time is that uh, the Jewish people return and they actually wait about 20 years after having returned to Jerusalem to begin the, the work of rebuilding the temple. And so uh, that uh, story is really all about um, that issue the, of, of the rebuilding of, of the temple. Um, and then in chapter 7, uh, it kind of fast forwards about 80 years to the time of, of Ezra. And now he starts writing in the first person. It's been 80 years since the people had returned to Jerusalem. So uh, very likely, in fact, um, uh, almost assuredly, uh, Ezra was not even born yet when the people are returning back to Israel. He was born in Babylon during this time. And so he uh, comes to Jerusalem and he begins to work on um, restoring right worship. Now, there's an interesting thing that's happening in this whole story is that uh, there were 70 years that were prophesied by the prophet Jeremiah and that was confirmed by the prophet Daniel that the people would be in exile. And uh, it's actually, interestingly, a double fulfillment. So in the year 605 uh, is when, B.C., is when the people were exiled to Babylon. Um, and then in 535 is when Cyrus decreed that the people could return. And so there's a, a fulfillment of 70 years there. But as I said, they didn't begin rebuilding the temple for another 20 years after they returned to Jerusalem. Well, um, the temple was destroyed in 586. So there was a 20-year period between the first exile and then the actual uh, final destruction of the temple. Uh, and then the temple was uh, begun um, to be rebuilt in uh, 516. And so you have the 70-year period of the exile. You also have a 70-year period of the temple being destroyed, um, and they don't overlap um, com completely, uh, which is very interesting that, that the 70 years gets fulfilled in two different ways. Um, and so the temple uh, needs to be rebuilt because the uh, Jewish people um, need that as their, their identity. The worship of Yahweh and the sacrifices um, that they offer and, and uh, how, how that all works um, really is what makes the Jewish people the Jewish people. And so uh, their, their need to recover their identity um, is huge in that sense. And so as uh, Ezra unfolds, what you see is that um, this is the main prerogative. This is the main work that they have to complete uh, when they get back to uh, Jerusalem. And for 20 years, um, they, they focus on rebuilding their own homes and restoring their, their fields and building their families and things like that. And so you have a couple of prophets um, who rise up in the meantime uh, Haggai and Zechariah, uh, who begin to prophesy about uh, the need for the people to rebuild the temple. And so um, you, you could fold those two um, prophetic books, those minor prophets, into Ezra. And uh, when you're reading Ezra, you might want to go over to the prophets and read Haggai 
and uh, Zechariah, just to kind of get an understanding uh, of what is, is really happening there. It kind of broadens your view of, uh, of the story. Um, and so when, ha- when uh, Ezra returns, um, what he does in particular, even though the temple's been rebuilt, um, there still is a need for a restoration of right worship. And he begins to restore uh, this uh, sense of, of uh, spiritual renewal and a, and a drawing back of their attention to the law um, so that uh, there becomes um, a restored worship. Um, and so one of the interesting things about that um, after the exile is that the Jewish people never again uh, return to idol worship. They, they never struggle again with uh, bowing their knee to a false god. Um, in fact, so much so that um, um, when I was in Israel uh, on a tour, uh, one, of the, one of the Israeli um, tour guides didn't quite understand, I think, the biblical history and uh, was commenting on um, an image uh, that was uh, in an artifact um, in Israel. And he said, this is a very strange thing. Uh, because, you know, the Jewish people, they, they don't uh, worship uh, any image. They are not allowed under the, under the law to create an image. Um, and so I, we don't know why this is here, et cetera. And uh, I thought, well, this guy hasn't really read much of his Bible um, because the Jewish people struggled with idolatry for most of their history, um, whether it was a false god or making images of, of the true god, um, that they struggled with that until the exile. And then after the exile, um, they, they never again uh, had an issue with it. And we never hear uh, another instance uh, where the Jewish people fell back into idolatry. Um, and so they will decorate uh, with uh, geometric shapes and, and uh, lines and things like that, but they won't create any image of bird or man or, or beast uh, that represents any god. And so um, it was a uh, fulfillment of, of what God had called them to, which is to have a wholehearted devotion to himself. Um, and he had created in them um, a, a deep fear and a deep um, honor, um, respect for himself, which leads us into the New Testament, um, where it had become so much so that uh, they had uh, become legalistic to the degree that they were missing the Messiah when he finally did appear. And so that kind of sets the stage for the time of Jesus. And so um, Nehemiah follows Ezra very closely. In fact, like I said, they were originally written as one volume. Um, And so we will uh, tackle uh, the themes of Nehemiah next time. So this is Your Bible, book by book, and that is the book of Ezra.